Newsbreak Podcast. Well, this is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. I'm Talisha Naidu. We're breaking into programming again an extended hour to bring you a live coverage as President Cyril Ramaphosa is expected to address the nation at 7.30 this evening. I'm Talisha Naidu. I'm joined by Salma Patel. A very good evening to you, Salma. Good evening, Talisha. It's broadcasting unusual this evening. Definitely unprecedented time in the country. We're going to bring you all the live updates coming through as the president will brief again the nation at 7.30 to tell us more about what are the plans to address the COVID-19 pandemic. But in leading to that, it's been a week since strict regulations were announced to curb the spread of coronavirus. This after President Cyril Ramaphosa declared a state of national disaster in terms of the Disaster Management Act. The regulations include a ban of gatherings of more than 100 people, social distancing and tight restrictions on the sale of liquor. However, Figures of confirmed cases of coronavirus keep rising. This has sparked questions over whether these regulations are effective. Zeline Merrington looks at other legal options available to the president as the country continues to combat COVID-19. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News. If the current regulations, which have been imposed under the state of national disaster, prove ineffective, the president may invoke legislation dealing with the state of emergency. The constitution allows government to declare a state of emergency when the life of the nation is threatened by war, invasion, general insurrection, disorder, natural disaster or other public emergency. The declaration must be done prospectively for no more than 21 days and can only be extended by a 60% majority vote in the National Assembly. Constitutional law professor Pierre DeForce has cautioned that declaring a state of emergency should be the last option. A state of emergency is a far more radical thing. It's when the life of the nation is threatened or some other really radical issue arises and then parliament can pass legislation to have a um, a state of emergency only for 21 days it can be renewed but under certain circumstances and then in that case the rights most of the rights can actually be suspended to the extent that is necessary to to deal with the emergency so you don't have the same rights that you otherwise would have had at the moment we still have the same rights although there are some emergency things that can limit those rights but it needs to be justified Politicians such as Freedom Front Plus leader Peter Grunewald also believe that this should be the last resort and have urged the public to comply with the measures that have been announced. The most important matter for the future is how we can cooperate to prevent that we move from a state of disaster to a national state of emergency because that is a really severe measure. And I want to appeal to the people of South Africa that it is the people of South Africa that can play a role to prevent a state of emergency, uh, to follow the guidelines. 
President Ramaphosa is expected to meet the presiding officers of parliament as well as the leader of the judiciary, Chief Justice Mukhoeng Mukhoeng, this week as part of his drive to build consensus on government's effort to fight the pandemic. And that report by Zaline Merrington in Parliament. So we are urging you to interact with us on WhatsApp this evening. You can send us a message or a voice note. That number is 071-613-7803. You can tell us what do you think President Cyril Ramaphosa will mention in his address tonight at 7.30. Messages already streaming in. Summer, what are everyone saying? Well, got a message coming in from Clinton Chetty of Duffs Road. And he says, good evening, Newsbreak team. Just one question. Question, uh, people who can't afford to get tested, what happens? Well, they will have to go to the health uh, facility and uh, you mm. can call the health facility. That number again is 0800-029-999 or you can get the support service, uh, COVID-19 support service on WhatsApp. That number is 0600-123-456. That number again, 0600-123-456. You will be directed to a facility that will be able to assist you. And also, Talisha, I understand that you have on the lineup Dr. Imtia Suleiman. We do, who will be talking to us about other alternatives when it comes to testing. So you can tune in tomorrow morning on Newsbreak between 6 and 7 a.m. with Matthew Viren to listen to that exclusive interview with the Gift of the Givers founded there, Dr. Imtia Suleiman. But let's go to some of the news that's coming through regarding COVID-19. Nedbank and Standard Bank are offering relief packages to their clients in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, the confirmed number of COVID-19 cases in South Africa is now sitting at 402 with no reported deaths. Naledi Nkobo with this report. As the rapidly rising number of COVID-19 cases continues to take a toll on businesses and citizens, NetBank says personalized relief measures will be extended to any loan agreements. However, the bank has advised that clients should get in touch with it for more information. Rico Thomas is the Managing Group Executive for Retail and Business Banking at NetBank. This support could include deferring payments or part thereof for a suitable period extending existing loan periods or existing or extending additional credit to manage short-term cash flow shortfalls. Clients are encouraged to contact us on 0860-555-111 or small business clients can speak directly to their dedicated relationship bankers if they need to restructure their debt or change their payment arrangements as a consequence of COVID-19. Standard Bank announced that it will offer a three-month payment holiday for students with loans and small businesses with a turnover of less than 20 million rand. The bank says this offer will be extended to clients who are in good standing on their loan repayments. Head of Personal and Business Banking at Standard Bank, Funeka Mondiani, explains. For us, we see it as one of those times where it's business is unusual uh, and therefore we have to start to work things very differently. So if you look at this carefully, we've been very clear that the customers who qualify, we're starting with small businesses and students. So if you are already in areas or already battling, we're asking you, rather call us and let's do a personalized solution. The banks have advised that small business clients should contact their dedicated relationship banker if they want to restructure their debt or make new payment arrangements. I'm Naledi Ngobo in Johannesburg. 
Now it's exactly quarter past seven. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. We've taken over programming from Alan this evening just to bring you the latest as President Cyril Ramaphosa will be addressing the nation at 7.30 in just 15 minutes from now to tell us what we can expect in the plans ahead of COVID-19. So it has created much uh, a panic, much talk because there's a lot of movement that's happening in and around South Africa and there's messages coming through uh, just talking about that as well, Sama. Mm-hmm. Got a message coming in from Denzel who says uh, that uh, the Olympics in China or SANDF has been dispatched locked down in certain areas. Well Denzel, according to the uh, SANDF or the SA National Defence Force official Twitter account, it states that the SANDF would like to confirm that the soldiers seen in Johannesburg are part of the SANDF's mobilisation phase as part of normal preparations for support to government and is not a deployment as speculated. The SANDF would like to appeal to the public to remain calm. Well, it's important to note that uh, in situations like this, the first uh, national key points that will have to be protected will require the uh, SANDF to be deployed. And uh, here, they are appealing to all South Africans to remain calm. It's just standard operating procedure. Talisha? Well, we still are encouraging you before we take the president's address to tell us what you think he may say. What are your fears? Let us lay them. That's 071-613-7803. That's our WhatsApp number. You can send us your messages or even uh, your voice notes. More messages coming through uh, this evening from Ramba Mudli as well, who says, good evening to the team. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much, Ramba. And she says, all I think the president is going to make drastic changes in his speech this evening now that it's 402 cases. We'll get to more of your messages. And also, as Salma mentioned, we're going to also bring you uh, some information. Clinton wanted to know about testing. Where can you go? What will it cost? We'll bring you that uh, interview with Dr. Imtia Suleiman, the founder of the NGO Gift of the Giver. So stay tuned. News from the TV License Office. With our new SMS balance inquiry function, you can now get your TV license balance conveniently on your cell phone. SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 and voila, 44210. Standard SMS rates apply, quick and easy. TV licenses make a difference. Ex-Chief, when last did you speak to Mandy? Mandy from Finance. Yo, I think it's been a minute. Why? Hey, I tell you, bro. Ever since she's got that promotion, man, she's become stuck up, right? What do you mean? In fact, I bumped into her this morning and she was looking nice. So I, I complimented her and I told her that I like how curvaceous she's looking lately. And that that husband of hers, he'd better watch out because she's a snack. Hi, Bonfait. I kid you not. She told me straight up I'm being disgusting. Can you believe that, Buff? Serves you right, Chief. What do you mean? That's sexual harassment. Never do that. Let's end gender-based violence now. This message was brought to you by the Department of Social Development, KwaZulu-Natal. Should you need help or know someone who needs help, contact us on 087-158-3000. Wash your hands with soap and water for about 20 seconds as often as you can. This will stop the transfer of bacteria from surfaces onto your face. Combat COVID-19 with Newsbreak. 
Exactly 19.18. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. We're breaking into programming for an hour this time to bring you President Cyril Ramaphosa's address. He's expected to address the nation at 7.30 this evening. We'll take that speech live. But in waiting for that, a new COVID-19 test kit, which will be available in South Africa as early as next week, will allow healthcare professionals to test at least 16 samples in 45 minutes. Now, that's according to the founder of the NGO, Gift of, Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman. Now, this comes as the number of South Africans wanting to be tested for the coronavirus has drastically increased. The Gift of the Givers has been operating a testing centre in Johannesburg over the past week, which has seen a flood of patients. The number of confirmed cases across the country now sits at 402. Pravashni Mudli with this report. As coronavirus cases in the country continues to increase, more South Africans are wanting to know their status. This has resulted in a backlog at hospitals, clinics and laboratories across the country. The waiting period of 48 hours to receive your results has now shifted to a waiting game of almost one week. This healthcare worker has not received her results since taking the test six days ago. I had come into contact with a patient that tested positive for Corona. Being in the healthcare facility myself, I needed to test myself in order to work with patients. They informed us that we would get results in 48 hours. We went for our test last week Wednesday. Everything was quick and easy. We were horrified to know that our specimens had only arrived in Johannesburg on Friday. It's been a waiting game since then. It's awful. I haven't had proper contact with my kids, with my parents. We've been in isolation. We've got children. Not being allowed to uh, hug them and kiss them and stuff like that is not on. Founder of Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman, says the surge has prompted his organization to start their own testing center, which has taken some of the load of the private and public health care system. The test with Gift of the Givers will cost 750 rand. Now we are finding people who met people who met people who met people of a contact and they came in positive. The anxiety is increasing and people don't want to take that chance. A lot of companies are telling their staff that if they don't come for the test, they can't come to work. Other laboratories, if you go now, they got a backlog of eight days. It's just flooded. Even the health services are getting flooded because people are anxious. Nobody's copying with the numbers. Even the private laboratories are not copying with the numbers. It's suddenly like a massive influx of people wanting. They say the queues for the hospitals are too long. The current waiting period for results stands at an average of six to seven days. Dr. Suleiman says a new testing kit, which will be available in South Africa next week will dramatically speed up the testing process. A new test has been approved. There's two types of tests. One is a pinprick test, which most people reject. The second test, which is the PCR test, which tests for the virus itself. That's the acceptable test. There are different machines that can measure this, this virus. And we found that we have one of the machines that they're talking about and a test, a kit that can be used in this machine has just been approved by the FDA in America. And those kits should be in South Africa by next week. If that happens, we can test 16 samples in one go and the result comes in 45 minutes, which will speed up the rate tremendously of the testing and getting the results. Meanwhile, the situation at laboratories across the country remains dire as doctors are having to work through thousands of blood samples on a daily basis. This laboratory worker says boxes of blood samples are piling up. We are trying our best to get out as much as we can. We can only do so much because you need trained personnel to handle the samples. It's non-stop. Don't even have time for a smoke break or a social coffee or something. 
uh, hectic. And then it's 12 hour shifts. The doctors work right through the night trying to um, get as many tests through as they can with limited machines. And we're running out of stock. The numbers just keep on coming in with what boxes and boxes wait. If you experience any symptoms related to the coronavirus, be sure to contact the hotline number on 0800-029-999. Remember to maintain social distancing and to remain at home as far as possible. Also, practice constant hand washing and sanitizing. These basic measures presented by the Department of Health can stop the spread of the virus. Prabhashni Mudli, SABC News, Johannesburg. Well, we're getting many messages coming through. Uh, interesting voice note as well from Naveen. Good evening. Good evening, notice team. It's Naveen here from Johannesburg. I just think that, you know what, maybe the state of emergency is a good thing. Maybe we should be locked down for 21 days and just contain this with the virus. The longer it carries on, the worse it is for the population and with the economy as well. As a businessman, I think it's better we short-term pain rather than a long-term disaster. That's a good one coming through from Naveen. But there is a, a huge difference between a state of emergency as well as a national disaster. Salma, can you explain that to us? That's right, uh, Talisha. A state of emergency means that certain civil liberties, with the exceptions like the rights to dignity and life, may be suspended for anything from 21 days to three months and possibly longer. But those regulations are still to be tested in a court of law. It also means that we hark back to the apartheid era because the last uh, state of emergency that was declared was in 1987. That's 33 years ago. So we don't want to create that kind of situation again. And maybe the presidency will look at stricter measures being put in place, possibly even a lockdown. But more will be announced uh, when the president does address the nation at half past seven. And that's in a few minutes time, Talisha. Yeah. There's also messages coming through. Uh, Many want information. A message from Zakio says, I would like to inquire on which television channel will the State of the Nation address be brought broadcasted live well that will be SABC2 mm. and you can also continue listening to us on Newsbreak because we'll also be bringing you that speech uh, president's address live on the program Ricky also sending us a message and this is Ricky the night owl saying uh, salam Betty uh, and I think that's for you Salma and Vanakam Akka and that's for yes, you yes and that's Vanakam Akka for me as well <laughs> uh, and he's sending out his love to everyone as well and he's uh, always sending us uh, his prayers that's coming through from uh, Ricky Naidu just for everyone to be safe during this trying time. A message is also coming through saying, um, hi, is there any truth to this below? And a message received uh, there. Remember, if you only receive messages from verified sources, that's your verified news sources or even the government, a verified mm. government source, then it's true. Other so than right, that. Now, right now, Talisha, the best advice would be trust the National Health Department and mm-hmm. the NICD. Get yourself a Twitter account and follow those two accounts. And please do not believe any voice notes that come from some brothers, sisters, connections, husband, sisters, auntie who is working in a lab. Those uh, <laughs> voice notes are not verified. True. And that's something that we're actually battling right now is mm-hmm. uh, fake news. Dispelling the fake news yeah. is, is, is a definitely an issue. So uh, one of our best advices, uh, which we always give out, is always tune in to Newsbreak <laughs> between 6 and 7 a.m. Uh, in the morning with Matthew Viren and 1 to 1.30 with myself, as well as Newsbreak Talk on the weekends there with Taresh Haripashad. Definitely advice. Yes, definitely. Also, you can stay tuned to Lotus FM Bulletins for the latest, but stay tuned to the 
this uh, one hour that we're going to be breaking into programming. We just have five minutes left until we get to that uh, address by President Sol Ramaphosa. Mentioned that uh, he will address the nation at 7.30 today. That was mentioned by Minister in Presidency Jackson Mtembo earlier on. So we're going to take that address live. Stay tuned. We'll also get to more of your messages on the WhatsApp line. You still have time. 071-613-7803 to give us your views. What part of no don't you understand? The N or the O? The killing of women by men motivated by hate, contempt, pleasure or the assumption of ownership is called femicide. Stop violence against women now. Enough is enough. SABC Education. Enriching minds, enriching lives. My name is Noma Kukusmelane Zulu, MEC for Health in KwaZulu Natal. The dreaded novel coronavirus has unfortunately reached our shores. We are urging fellow compatriots not to be alarmed at this time, but to rather do the right thing so that they are safe from the virus. The novel coronavirus is spread from person to person via respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. Make sure you and the people around you follow good respiratory hygiene. This means covering your mouth and nose with your elbows or use a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Let us all get into the habit of washing our hands with soap and water regularly. Only a lab test can confirm who has the virus and who does not have it. For more information, contact the following numbers 0800-029-999 or 033-395-3367. Love El Chapo Season 1? Then do not miss the second season of El Chapo. It's bigger, bolder and more violent than ever before. The story begins with El Chapo desperate to escape from prison. With some government manipulation and a lot of money and persuasion, he gets out of prison and oversees his growing empire. El Chapo turns his attention on those defying his leadership. This season promises plenty of casualties on both sides as the fighting becomes more and more personal. El Chapo Season 2, Thursdays at 9.30pm, starting the 19th of March, only on SABC3. Nineteen twenty-eight. Welcome back. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. Together with Salma Patel and producer Chanel Daniel, we're bringing you the coverage of President Cyril Ramaphosa's address to the nation that's expected to take place in about two minutes because Minister in Presidency Jackson Mtembo did say the president will address the nation at 7.30 this evening. Uh, but before we take that address live, more messages are coming through on WhatsApp. Um, and Salma, do you want to go through some of the messages? Interesting ones indeed. Sure, we've got a genuine concern from Kasturi who says hi, if we have an appointment at the public hospital, what do we do? Well, I've answered a lot of calls on this and a lot of people are in a quandary but please don't miss your appointment at the public hospital because mm. you'll only get another one now in six months time. So please imp- implement the necessary precautions, wear a mask, carry hand sanitizers, stay away from people. And you have to have faith in the public facilities because they do have the measures in place and the regulations in place. They will not allow more than 100 people to um, um, sit in the waiting room at any given time. So you you just have to be safe yourself. Stay away from people who are coughing, of course, and keep your distance. Social distancing is so important right now, Kasturi. So don't miss that appointment. You have to go.
Denzel also saying, not panicking. I am in Durban and SANDF is going to lock down Johannesburg. And that's Denzel just based off the pictures I think you're seeing on uh, social media of SANDF just making their rounds. Denzel, social media can be so uh, uh, scary sometimes. And deceiving. And deceiving. You see all those pictures and you think, oh my God, the army is being deployed. But you have to uh, understand that if it is a lockdown that we are heading for, essential services will still be available. So you'll still be allowed to go out, buy your groceries, uh, fill petrol in your car. But of course, you won't be allowed to loiter on the beachfront uh, to do anything, uh, any recreational uh, activities. You'll have to be confined to your house. Mm. Another message coming through from Arad Biharilal from uh, Madran, who says, good evening and thank you for the lovely show and for also spreading knowledge and light as always. In the wake of coronavirus, which is declared a pandemic, I urge every individual to watch, uh, you know, move and he goes on uh, to say that it's just to make people more knowledgeable about a similar pandemic which was already experienced uh, many years ago and uh, going on to say it can help save lives and he thinks that we all can learn from this uh, just uh, you know watching movies and uh, he's mentioning a movie here but I'm not at liberty to mention <laughs> and do any advertising uh, this evening but thanks to the message from Arad Biharilal of Madran um, also messages coming through from Ramin who says, well done to the team for the information and updates being given on COVID-19. Thank you for that. Uh, another message coming through from Kogi Govender saying, thank you, beautiful ladies, for keeping us updated. Really appreciate it. It's always our pleasure. Uh, Lloyd Pillay sending us a message saying, my prayers upon everyone during this trying time. Please, everyone, stay safe and stay at home as well. And I think that's actually quite a good message because prayer is what we need right now. Definitely. Um, Sam sending us a message saying, Hi, it's Sam. Testing is for patients with genuine symptoms and not on demand. That's something that Dr. Imtia Suleiman did mention about those PCR tests. They're quite pricey, um, although they are quite accurate, but it's only for people who display the symptoms. So that's the dry cough uh, that uh, does not produce any sputum. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to monitor your temperature as well. So if you have those symptoms, you must go to your healthcare practitioner or to your local clinic and get tested. Ramba Mudli agreeing uh, in, in a good way, saying, yes, it's true about fake news. Uh, coming through from Ramba, just agreeing with what we had discussed, uh, Sam and I, about the fake news and be, it being very deceiving not to believe that. Fatima Yunus also saying uh, thanks to the team. Uh, always the best people moving in and out of the country should stop. And uh, no, it's not possible, but uh, be precautious. Even though you're moving around, just take the measures that you need to take. Uh, and a message coming through from Jenny Singh in Verlam who says, just want to say to President Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, may uh, God give him strength during this trying time that's coming through from Jenny Singh in well, Verlam. It must be a very difficult position to be in Talisha because mm. you're the head of the country and you're going to have to decide what happens. And this could affect people. It's going to affect the economy like it has the economy of the world. Everyone is feeling the 
pinch of this coronavirus. Not exactly a pinch, it must be a stab. And Minister, uh, Finance Minister Tito Mbuweni earlier mentioning during his budget that uh, 0.9% growth rate predicted, that may even contract due to this uh, global pandemic. Well, we're going to go to more of your messages. You still have time because we're uh, waiting yet again, another evening of waiting for President Cyril Ramaphosa, who was expected to brief the nation uh, today at 7.30. It's now uh, 7.33. So uh, just three minutes late, let's hope he will meet the expectations of South Africans and address us to tell us the way forward in curbing the spread of coronavirus in the country. You are locked on to Newsbreak now on Lotus FM with myself, Talisha Naidu, Salma Patel and Chanel Daniel. We'll be bringing you the president's address live on the program. But let's go now to the Eastern Cape where the health department there will deploy more than a thousand unemployed nurses throughout the province. And this is all to fight the spread of coronavirus. It has partnered with the South African Council of Churches to spread the word on how to prevent people contracting the virus. Now, the province has reported two confirmed cases of the virus. Amanda Klala reports. The department outlined plans to curb the spread of the virus, which includes a process of implementing travel bans for tourists in the province. The authorities are also dealing with German tourists who have been isolated at a lodge outside East London. A member of the tour group has tested positive for the virus. Health MEC Cindy Swakomba says they have no option but to implement these strict measures. Because as we now all understand, they were going to go to Tsisikama from Crimson and we're now stopped. Well, they're not going to go anywhere. The only thing that can happen is for Germans to either get out of our province as in an agreeable manner for them to get out or they remain quarantined there until we are sure that they are all well. Religious leaders have also joined forces with the provincial government. Professor Lula Manjengwa of the South African Council of Churches says it is vital to spread the word. At the church, we heed the call of the president, the premier of the province, and our national church structure guidelines. We indeed call upon all provincial and religious church leaders to be cautious of sending mixed messages to communities. The provincial government is urging businesses in the hospitality industry not to accommodate international tourists who have not tested for the virus. Um, Amanda Kala is London. So as we bring you coverage of the coronavirus pandemic, a global one in fact, uh, breaking news coming through at this hour, 40 South Africans have been evacuated from a cruise ship off Italy. But even more breaking news, Salma, you have more details on that. Yep, there's a statement that has been released by the U- uh, University of KwaZulu-Natal and that is coming from Norma Zondo, the Executive uh, Director of Corporate Relations, Acting Executive Director of Corporate Relations, and they state uh, they'd like to confirm that a staff member has tested positive for COVID-19 at UKZN. This is the first confirmed case at the institution. The staff member has been in self-isolation at home since Monday the 16th of March after returning from local travel that's inside South Africa and being concerned about possible exposure to the virus at a large gathering in Johannesburg, which involved attendees from Europe. The staff member developed symptoms on Tuesday, the 17th of March, was tested for the virus on Thursday, the 19th of March, and a positive test result uh, was communicated on Sunday, the 22nd of March. It says uh, further that the person has remained at home at all times and
person has had no visitors as their symptoms are improving. The staff member has not required hospital admission and will likely remain at home until the end of the isolation period. The staff member has not been on campus since the Thursday, the 12th of March, prior to being exposed to the virus. And uh, Ms. Norma Zondo goes on to state that uh, therefore she can assure other staff members and students they have not been exposed to any possible risk of this case and she goes on to wish uh, their colleague a swift recovery. That coming from the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Acting Executive Director of Corporate Relations Norma Zondo confirming that one of their staff members has uh, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Well, as we mentioned, many breaking news stories coming through. We'll bring you more about the 40 South Africans who have been evacuated from a cruise ship off Italy. Also, messages that are streaming in on the WhatsApp line this evening. Vanita Gavinder sending us a message, just letting us know what lockdown means uh, religiously. She says, listen to God's voice and reflect. Let go and let God. She says, God bless us all from Vanita Gavinder. Um, Denzel also saying, uh, how is the stats correct? Most people can't afford the cost of testing, especially pensioners and unemployed people. Um, another message coming through saying, what happened to the president? Well, unfortunately, he's keeping us waiting this evening again. Um, he, was meant, he was meant to actually brief the nation at 7.30 this evening, but we still await the president's uh, address. Uh, it's now 19.38, so uh, he's running a bit late. Another message coming through from uh, Mrs. Narisha Raghunath uh, from Verlum, who says uh, that uh, washing your hands with soap must be done till above the wrist. It can be uh, actually 100%. Time to decipher this thing. Sanitizers couldn't be 100%. You're just using it on your hands. Uh, and we did bring you an interview earlier on a news break, uh, and that's with uh, Dr. Terence Kumar. He's a retired military doctor who said that soap and water is as effective as using a hand sanitizer. So uh, that was just a message coming through from Narisha Raghunath of Verlum uh, this evening. More messages coming through wanting to know what happened to uh, all uh, to the president's address. Zakia saying it is well noted about this and the virus, but if the president implemented much stricter rules and regulations also, uh, we as a country would never have suffered. That's coming through from Zakia. And uh, just uh, more information and breaking news coming to President Sul Ramaphosa has not yet, as you know, delivered uh, the address to the nation on the further coronavirus measures that had been expected to take place at half past seven this evening. Ramaphosa has been holding a meeting about the matter with the National Command Council since yesterday and Minister in the Presidency Jackson Mtembo says measures that Ramaphosa announces will be applied in a responsible manner. And uh, just another message coming through from Garama Famirbank who says to all presenters uh, that is on Lotus FM, a big thanks to you all for the help in bringing coverage on the coronavirus and educating uh, everyone about it. Loving thoughts from Garam of Mir Bankwell. Thank you for that. Uh, Garam, it's always our pleasure to bring you all the information that we can and the latest updates regarding coronavirus. Stay tuned. We'll bring you uh, more stories about this global pandemic as well as get to more of your messages coming through on WhatsApp. Do not use your hands to sneeze or cough. Instead, use a flexed elbow or a tissue you can throw away immediately. Help us confront COVID-19 together.
Wash your hands with soap and water for about 20 seconds as often as you can. This will stop the transfer of bacteria from surfaces onto your face. Combat COVID-19 with Newsbreak. Yes, this is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. I'm Talisha Nadu. I'm joined with Salma Patel this evening. We're bringing you some joint coverage here as President Cyril Ramaphosa was expected to address the nation at 7.30 this evening. Uh, unfortunately, that address hasn't taken place as yet, but we are taking your messages uh, this evening. Uh, Salma, let's go back to the WhatsApp line. Uh, more messages coming through. Let's go through a few of them before we bring you some more news related to COVID-19. Okay, got a message coming in from Anonymous. Hi, is Lotus going to broadcast the President's talk live? Yes, of course we will. That's why we're here in, un- in studio and it's broadcasting unusual this evening. It's a special broadcast of Newsbreak on Lotus FM. We will be bringing you the President's address. Unfortunately, he is running a few minutes late. Um, so you can stay tuned to a Lotus FM. We'll bring you all the coverage there. Um, good evening, all. Thank you for your regular updates. I don't have a TV and thank you all for keeping us updated with your regular updates. Uh, God bless you all. That's coming through from Nita. Um, more messages from Puven, who says, uh, who's from Chatsworth, and he says, uh, uh, talking about the president's speech, he says, does the president not want to talk to his people? Hmm, I don't think it's that. It's just that it's a mammoth task, and it's mm. quite a large responsibility that the president has. So let's give him some time to make the correct decision for the country. I mean, that's why he is in that position. And uh, yes, I did explain the difference between what a national state of emergency is and what a national disaster is, is what has been declared right now. We are still in a state of national disaster. It's the eighth day that we're in a state of national disaster. And uh, all the president can do right now is maybe look at more stringent measures. Do you think a lockdown is the best way? Well, you can contact us in studio. The number is 071-613-7803. Well, more people wanting to know where they can hear the speech and what channel SABC2 if you're watching television, Newsbreak Lotus FM if you're listening to radio, and we'll be taking that speech live as soon as the president makes that available. Many people finding the humor in this, uh, saying that President Sol Ramaphosa is working on Indian time uh, because he says uh, 7.30, which could be actually 9.30. So that's coming through from the president. Uh, Jerry Nike also saying the president's head on the block lock here. Please give him some more time. That's coming through from Jerry Nika. And remember, the president mm. also has to speak to business. He's got to speak to uh, the economists. He's got to speak to all his advisors. Remember yesterday when we were on standby for the president, he had already met with the political parties, the MPs that were in, in uh, Cape Town, and their meeting had been finished by 12. But uh, Jackson Mtembu came back and said, no, the president will not be ready to speak to us yesterday, and he's only ready to speak to us today. So so stand by. We will be bringing you the president's address. Mm-hmm. Uh, more messages also coming through. Just everyone wanting to know where is the president? Uh, uh, you know, is he coming? Sundari is wanting to know where is the president He's coming on. Uh, Nad Govinda saying, my car license is due. Can I pay online from Ned? Unrelated to COVID-19, but I think, Ned, you're using this opportunity to get your, your car.
your questions answered. You can pay online. Uh, there is an mm-hmm. online facility available, Ned, and you can also go to uh, the local post office. I do know that there are special queues in certain post offices. I did visit one today. Uh, there was a special queue that was just for car licenses, and the waiting room was limited to 30 people at a time. There were necessary sanitizers at the entrance, and there were wipes available, sanitary wipes as well, and uh, all precautions are being taken. Remember, the state-owned entities are adhering to what the president has uh, declared when he declared that national state of disaster. Well, we expect many more restrictions to come into place uh, today when the president does make his address this evening. Um, So far in him declaring a state of disaster, countries that South Africa has restricted and that's travel restrictions and advisories, which are constantly changing. Those countries so far, China, France, Germany, Italy, Iran, South Korea, Spain, United Kingdom, United States of America. And there are many stories coming through from those countries as well. As we mentioned, a restriction through to Italy, 40 South Africans evacuating from a cruise ship off Italy. Also, numbers that have been increasing in terms of those who have been infected by coronavirus. uh, And that's coming through from countries such as Spain and so forth. Uh, What are the numbers looking like at the moment, Salma? Well, according to Worldometer, uh, which we uh, take as one of the uh, credible sources for information. It's uh, worthy to note that Spain, ha- uh, un- or the United States rather, has overtaken Spain with the number of uh, coronavirus cases. China tops, uh, takes the number one spot with 81,093. Italy is in uh, the second position with 59,138 cases confirmed. The United States has 39,389. Spain has 33,089. They're dropping to place four. Germany is now in the fifth position, 27,546 confirmed cases. And Iran has dropped right down to number six, 23,049 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. And when we look at other countries like um, Israel and Turkey, they are only sitting at in the thousands. So 1,238 for Israel, 1,236 for Turkey. And it's also the number of deaths that are important here. And uh, reinfections, of course, have not been recorded and are not being recorded right now. South Africa officially sitting on 402 confirmed cases. I'm just sifting through the WhatsApp line right now to get through to some of your messages that you've been sending us. Uh, more messages coming through. One from Pran Mahabir of Tugela Rail, who says, uh, thank you to the team for updating him uh, on what is going on. Uh, another message coming through, wanting to know, is the president really going to talk to us? Well, he is going to talk to us. Just unfortunately, the time at this moment that he will speak to the nation is uh, just unconfirmed. He was supposed to address the nation at uh, half past seven this evening, but that seems to have been extended now. Not sure what time he will speak, but we will bring you that address live on the program. Ajay also saying, hi team, a shutdown will spread panic, but all precautions are necessary. Kogi Gavinder sending us a message saying people should relax and wait for our president to address us. Our lives are in his hands and uh, we just need to wait to hear what he needs to say. He is under a lot of pressure that's coming through from uh, Kogi Gavinder this evening. Also a message coming through saying there are major companies in Ladysmith where all senior management staff are working from home while the poor are being risked and forced to work. What can be done about that well that needs to be reported 
There are various uh, numbers that you can contact where you can report, find out more information um, that is taking place about coronavirus. And we're going to just offer you that number again if you want to report and get more information. That hotline is 0800 29 That number again, 0800 29 If you want it a little simpler, it's a 24-hour hotline. Well, let's get to some news now uh, that's related to COVID-19 before we get to more of your messages. KwaZulu-Natal MEC for Health, Nomagogo Simulani Zulu, has accused tour operators in the Kosi Bay area in northern KwaZulu-Natal of violating travel restrictions imposed by President Cyril Ramaphosa in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. Simulani Zulu alleged that tour operators allowed foreign tourists from Germany, one of these high-risk countries, to stay in their establishments. Health officials were alerted over the weekend that operators were allowing boats to take tourists on sightseeing cruises in St. Lucia area in northern KwaZulu-Natal. Tulani Msimang with this report. The number of people that have tested positive for COVID-19 has surpassed the 400 mark. However, concerns are rising over businesses in the tourism sector that are allegedly flouting the restrictions. Tour operators in Kosipe in Mkanyagut were caught red-handed, allowing tourists from high-risk countries to stay in their establishments. Health MEC Nomakukusmelane Zulu says a government crackdown on bed and breakfast owners during a meeting is expected to take place on Tuesday. We have found some, some business people to be very irresponsible, particularly in, in businesses where in the tourist business. In, in Fanoth, uh, Omkanyagute district, St. Lucia in particular, they are companies that have continued as of yesterday that have continued to allow people who have come out of, who have come into the country just to come on tours and they stay with them and they take them on on, on their different tours. As a result of that, yesterday there were two boats that went uh, in in, in the St. Lucia Lake and of those boats we found two people who were positive and they're coming from Germany. Simelane Zulu says four of the province's first COVID-19 patients have since recovered and have been discharged from hospital. Meanwhile, Guazunatel Premier Sihlezigalalis says government wants to use the influence of religious leaders to inform communities about coronavirus. Interfaith leaders in the province met with the Premier and his cabinet in Durban. Zigalala says religious leaders play a critical role in educating the public about how to stop the spread of the virus. We welcome and appreciate appreciate the position taken by religious leaders in KwaZulu-Natal starting from last week where they've embraced the directive from the president and they have committed that they will adhere to that. And as we continue, uh, we think that we are continuing to face the increase in number of people who are getting infected and we believe that we should be adhering, we should be stricter in adhering to measures, prevention measures that have been put uh, by the government. It is because of that that KwaZulu-Natal will ensure that all of the measures uh, outlined are implemented in full. Zionist church leaders were also part of today's proceedings. The Zionist church courted controversy last week when one of their bishops threatened to defy President Cyril Ramaphosa. Well, we'll have to cut that report by Tulani Simang because President Cyril Ramaphosa has taken the podium. He's addressing the nation now. Let's go live there. have accepted the restrictions that have been placed on their freedoms and their lives 
and have taken responsibility for changing their behavior. I am heartened that every sector of society has been mobilized and has accepted the role that it needs to play. From religious leaders to sporting associations, from political parties to business people, from trade unions to traditional leaders, from NGOs to public servants, every part of our society has come forward to confront this national challenge. Many have had to make difficult choices and sacrifices, but all have been determined that these choices and sacrifices are absolutely necessary if our country is to emerge stronger from this disaster. Over the past week, South Africans have demonstrated their determination, their sense of purpose, their sense of community, and their sense of responsibility. For this, we salute you and we thank you. On behalf of the nation, I would also like to thank the health workers of our country, our doctors, nurses, and paramedics who are on the front line of the pandemic, as well as our teachers, border officials, police and traffic officers, and all other people who have been leading our response. Since the national state of disaster was declared, we have put in place a range of regulations and directives. These regulations have restricted international travel, prohibited gatherings of more than 100 people, closed schools and other educational institutions, and restricted the sale of alcohol after 6 p.m. We reiterate that the most effective way to prevent infection is through basic changes in individual behavior and hygiene. We're therefore once more calling on everyone to wash hands frequently with hand sanitizers or soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Stop shaking hands. Cover your nose and mouth when coughing and sneezing with a tissue or flexed elbow. Avoid close contact with anyone with a cold or flu-like symptoms. Everyone must do everything within their means to avoid contact with other people. Staying at home, avoiding public places, and canceling all social activities is the preferred best defense against the virus. Over the past week, as we have been implementing these measures, the global crisis has continued to deepen. When I addressed the nation last Sunday, there were over 160,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide. Today, there are over 340,000 confirmed cases across the world. In South Africa, the number of confirmed cases has increased sixfold in just eight days from 61 cases to 402 cases. This number will continue to rise. It is clear from the development of the disease in other countries
and from our own modeling that immediate, swift, and extraordinary action is required if we are to prevent a human catastrophe of enormous proportions in our country. Our fundamental task at this moment is to contain the spread of the disease. I'm concerned that a rapid rise in infections will stretch our health services beyond what we can manage and many people will not be able to access the care that they need. We must therefore do everything within our means to reduce the overall number of infections and to delay the spread of infection over a longer period, what is known as flattening the curve of infections. It is essential that every person in South Africa should adhere strictly and without exception to the regulations that have already been put in place and to the measures that I am going to announce this evening. Our analysis of the progress of the epidemic informs that the, us that we need to urgently and dramatically escalate our response. The next few days are crucial. Without decisive action, the number of people infected will rapidly increase from a few hundred to tens of thousands and within a few weeks to hundreds of thousands. This is extremely dangerous for a population like ours, which has a large number of people with suppressed immunity because of HIV and TB and high levels of poverty and malnutrition. We have learned a great deal from the experience of other countries. Those countries that have acted swiftly and dramatically have been far more effective in controlling the spread of the disease. As a consequence, the National Coronavirus Command Council has decided to enforce a nationwide lockdown for 21 days with effect from midnight on Thursday, the 26th of March. This is a decisive measure to save lives of South Africans from infection and save the lives of hundreds of thousands of our people. While this measure will have a considerable impact on people's livelihoods, on the life of our society and on our economy, the human cost of delaying this action would be far, far greater. The nationwide lockdown will be enacted in terms of the Disaster Management Act and will entail the following. From midnight on Thursday, 26th March, until midnight, Thursday, the 16th of April, all South Africans will have to stay at home. The categories of people who will be expected, exempted from this lockdown are the following. Health workers in the public and private sectors, emergency personnel, those in security services, such as the police, traffic officers, military medical personnel, soldiers, and other persons necessary for our response to the pandemic.
It will also include those involved in the production, distribution, and supply of food and basic goods, essential banking services, the maintenance of power, water and telecommunication services, laboratory services, and the provision of medical and hygiene products. A full list of essential personnel will be published in due course. Individuals will not be allowed to leave their homes except under strictly controlled circumstances, such as to seek medical care, buy food, medicine and other supplies, or collect a social grant. Temporary shelters that meet the necessary hygiene standards will be identified for homeless people. Sites are also being identified for quarantine and self-isolation for people who cannot self-isolate at home. All shops and businesses will be closed, except for pharmacies, laboratories, banks, essential financial payment services, including the JSC, supermarkets, petrol stations, and healthcare providers. Companies that are essential to the production and transportation of food, basic goods, and medical supplies will remain open. We will publish a full list of the categories of businesses that should remain open. Companies whose operations require continuous processes such as furnaces, underground mine operations, will be required to make arrangements for care and maintenance to avoid damage to their continuous operations. Firms that are able to continue their operations remotely should do so. Provision will be made for essential transport services to continue, including transport for essential staff and for patients who need to be managed elsewhere. The nationwide lockdown is necessary to fundamentally disrupt the chain of transmission across society. I have accordingly directed the South African National Defense Force to be deployed to support the South African Police Service in ensuring that the measures we are announcing are implemented. This nationwide lockdown will be accompanied by a public health management program, which will significantly increase screening, testing, contact tracing, and medical management. Community health teams will focus on expanding screening and testing where people live, focusing first on high density and high risk areas. To ensure that hospitals are not overwhelmed, a system will be put in place for centralized patient management for severe cases and decentralized primary care for mild cases. Emergency water supplies using water storage tanks, water tankers, boreholes and communal stand pipes are being provided to informal settlements and rural areas. A number of additional measures will be implemented with immediate effect to strengthen 
prevention measures. Some of these measures are that South African citizens and residents arriving from high-risk countries will automatically be placed under quarantine for 14 days. Non-South Africans arriving on flights from high-risk country we prohibited a week ago will be turned back. International flights to Lanseria Airport will temporarily be suspended. International travelers who arrived in South Africa after 9th March 2020 from high-risk countries will be confined to their hotels until they have completed a 14-day period of quarantine. Fellow South Africans, our country finds itself confronted not only by a virus that has infected more than a quarter of a million people across the globe, but also by the prospects of a very deep economic recession that will cause businesses to close and many of our people to lose their jobs. Therefore, as we marshal our every resource and our every energy to fight this epidemic. Working together with business, we are putting in place measures to mitigate the economic impact both of this disease and our economic response to it. We are today announcing a set of interventions that will help to cushion our society from these economic difficulties. This is the first phase of the economic response and further measures are under consideration and will be deployed as needed. These interventions are quick and targeted. Firstly, we are supporting the vulnerable. Following consultation with social partners, we have set up a solidarity fund which South African businesses organizations and individuals and members of the international community can contribute to. The fund will focus efforts to combat the spread of the virus, help us to track the spread, care for those who are ill, and support those whose lives are disrupted. The fund will complement what we are doing in the public sector. I'm pleased to announce that this fund will be chaired by Ms. Gloria Sirobe, and the deputy chairperson will be Mr. Adrian Enthoven. The fund has a website, www.solidarityfund.co.za, and anyone can begin to deposit funds into this account from tonight, acting in solidarity with South Africans who are vulnerable. The fund will be administered by a reputable team of people drawn from the financial institutions, accounting firms, and government. It will fully account for every cent contributed and will publish the details on the website. It will have a board of eminent South Africans to ensure proper governance. To get things moving, government is providing seed capital of 150 million rand, and the private sector has already pledged to support the fund with financial contributions in the coming period. 
We will be spending money to save lives and to support the economy. In this regard, we must applaud the commitment that has been made in this time of crisis by the Rupert and Oppenheimer families of one billion rand each to assist small businesses and their employees affected by the coronavirus pandemic. We are concerned that there are a number of businesses that are selling certain essential goods at excessively high prices. This cannot be allowed and this cannot go on. Regulations have been put in place to prohibit unjust price hikes to ensure shops maintain adequate stocks of basic goods and to prevent people from panic buying. It is important for all South Africans to understand that the supply of goods remains continuous and supply chains remain intact. Government has had discussions with manufacturers and distributors of basic necessities such as food and other necessities who have indicated that there will be a continuous supply of these goods. There is therefore no need for stockpiling of any items. A safety net is being developed to support persons in the informal sector whose most businesses will suffer as a result of this shutdown. More details will be announced as soon as we have completed the work of assistance and we will put those in place. To alleviate congestion at payment points, old age pensions and disability grants will be available for collection from 30 and 31st March 2020, while other categories of grants will be available for collection from the 1st of April 2020. All channels for access will remain open, including ATMs, retail points of sale devices, post offices, as well as cash pay points. Secondly, we are going to support people whose livelihoods will be affected adversely. We are in consultation on a proposal for a special dispensation for companies that are in distress because of COVID-19. Through this proposal, employees will receive wage payment through temporary employee relief scheme called TERS, which will enable companies to pay employees directly during this period and avoid retrenchment. Any employee who falls ill through exposure at their workplace will be paid through the compensation fund. Commercial banks have been exempted from provisions of the Competition Act to enable them to develop common approaches to debt relief and other necessary measures. We have met with all major banks and expect that most banks will put measures in place within the next few days. Many large companies that are currently closed have accepted their responsibility to pay workers that are affected. 
We call on large businesses, in particular, to take care of their workers during this testing period. In the event that it becomes necessary, we will utilize the reserves within the Unemployment Insurance Fund system to extend support to those workers in SMEs and other vulnerable firms who are faced with loss of income and whose companies are unable to provide support. Details of these will be made available within the next few days. Thirdly, we are assisting businesses that may be in distress. Using the tax system, we will provide a tax subsidy of up to 500 rand per month for the next four months for those private sector employees earning between 6,500 under the employee tax incentive. This will help over 4 million workers in our country. The South African Revenue Service will also work towards accelerating the payment of employment tax incentive reimbursements from twice a year to monthly to get cash into the hands of compliant employers as soon as possible. Tax-compliant businesses with a turnover of less than 50 million will be allowed to delay 20% of their pay-as-you-earn liabilities over the next four months and a portion of their provisional corporate income tax payments without penalties or interest over the next six months. This intervention is expected to assist over 75,000 small and medium enterprises. We are exploring the temporary reduction of employer and employee contributions to the Unemployment Insurance Fund and employer contributions to the Skills Development Fund. The Department of Small Business Development has made over 500 million rand available immediately to assist small and medium enterprises that are in distress through a simplified application process. The Industrial Development Corporation has put a package together with the Department of Trade and Industry and Competition of more than 3 billion rand for industrial funding to address the situation of vulnerable firms and to also fast track financing for companies critical to our efforts to fight the virus and its economic impact. The Department of Tourism has made additional 200 million rand available to assist small medium enterprises in the tourism and hospitality sector who are under particular stress due to the new travel restrictions we have imposed. I want to make it clear that we expect all South Africans to act in the interests of the South African nation and not in their own selfish interest. We will therefore act very strongly against any attempts at corruption and at profiteering from this crisis. I've directed that special units of the National Prosecuting Agency be put together to act immediately and arrest those against who we find evidence of corruption. 
We will work with the judiciary to expedite cases against implicated persons and make sure that the guilty do go to jail. South Africa has a safe, sound, well-regulated and resilient financial sector. Since the global financial crisis, we have taken steps to strengthen the banking system, including increasing capital, improving liquidity and reducing leverage. With a strong financial sector and deep and liquid domestic capital markets, we have the space to provide support to the real economy. We can make sure money flows to firms and households. We can ensure that our markets are efficient. Last week, in line with the constitutional mandate that the Reserve Bank has, it cast it cut the repo rate by 100 basic points. This will provide relief to consumers and businesses with the lower interest rate. The South African Reserve Bank has also proactively provided additional liquidity to the financial system. The governor has assured me that the bank is ready to do whatever it takes to ensure the financial sector operates well during this very difficult time. The banking system will remain open. The JSE will continue to function. The national payment system will continue to operate. And the Reserve Bank and the commercial banks will ensure that the banknotes and coins remain available. The action we are taking now will have lasting economic costs. But we are convinced that the cost of not acting now will be far much greater. We will prioritize the lives and the livelihoods of our people above all else, and will use all of the measures that are within our power to protect our people from the economic consequences of this pandemic. In the days, weeks, and months ahead, our resolve, our resourcefulness, and our unity as a nation is going to be put to a test as never before. I call on all of us, one and all, to play our part and our role as South Africans, to be courageous, to be patient, and above all, to show solidarity and compassion to one another. Let us never despair despite the challenges that our country is facing now. For we are a nation of one and we are surely going to prevail. May God protect our people. Nkosi sigelela i Afrika morena boluka sichabasahesu God CN South Africa. God do bless South Africa. Mudzimu Kabapatucheze Africa. Hosi Katekisa Africa. I thank you. And that there was uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa ending his address to the nation there. Just the key, most important thing to come through is that there is a nationwide lockdown. 
from midnight on Thursday for 21 days, which will last on the 16th. Uh, of April, that will be the last day, could actually uh, continue from there. That depends on the address the president will give us then. But as of now, nationwide lockdown from midnight Thursday, that's uh, the 26th for 21 days until the 16th of April. Some key points coming through from the president's address there, saying that uh, he'd like to first thank South Africans, healthcare workers, uh, police and even border officials for uh, the work that has been done during this global pandemic. Saying basic changes uh, will be taking place in individual behavior uh, and hygiene as well. That's all that needs to be done to reduce the spread of COVID-19. He says immediate, swift and extraordinary measures are needed in tackling coronavirus. His concern comes through as uh, being many people who would not receive priority health care during this time. He says uh, government will be escalating their response to this. Uh, He went on to say that the nationwide lockdown will entail the following. All South Africans will have to stay at home except for healthcare workers, emergency personnel, production of necessary and essential goods, those people who work in those production companies. He says the full list will be published in due course. Sanef also saying that media will be part of that as well. Uh, Sama, you have more on the details from a statement from Sanef. Yes, that's correct. We just had confirmation from uh, the South African National Editors Forum. That's uh, one of the uh, members there. That's Mary Papaya, who's also a board member of the SABC board and uh, she says that SANEF has written to the GCIS which is the Government Communication Information Service as a matter of urgency requesting that all media is included in the essential services. So the public broadcaster that means uh, all who are employed at the public broadcaster at uh, the coal face of it which is on air mm. uh, will be uh, essential services that will be coming to work. Of course because we have to keep you informed at home of what is happening uh, with COVID-19. Talisha, I've got a question coming in from Minty who says, a uh, question to the president, how does a family with no income and unemployed survive in the time frame set out by the president? That's a 21-day lockdown. There's no thought given to pensioners and grantees for early payment. The poor always suffer. Talisha, any answer for Minty there? Well, the president did mention that uh, social grant recipients will be allowed to go out and uh, just access their grants. That's between the 30th and the uh, 31st early dates coming through as well and uh, social grant recipients will be able to leave as well as clinics, uh, pharmacies, food stores and uh, hospitals will remain open during this 21 day lockdown. Healthcare professionals, emergency workers uh, and essential service workers will also be allowed uh, to leave their homes during this uh, lockdown but South Africans will not be allowed to leave their home for 21 days. Uh, also petrol stations have been highlighted by the president to stay open. All shops and uh, businesses will be closed except for banks, supermarkets and, as he mentioned, petrol stations. He did say that he he has directed the South African National Defence Force to assist uh, South African police services in controlling these measures for the 21 days. And... uh 
Adding to that, Talisha, the uh, uh, travel ban has also been a little stricter right mm. now. Individuals are not allowed to leave their homes. They're only allowed to leave their homes to seek medical help uh, or to collect their social grant. Now, those that are coming from, those South Africans that are coming from um, areas with a high coronavirus infection rate or the uh, uh, high-risk countries, they will be quarantined for 14 days. More to that, Talisha, um, there has been a uh, President did mention the start of a solidarity fund, which is solidaritifund.co.za. People can make contributions there, and that's to help those that are uh, really underprivileged. Mm-hmm. It's going to be chaired by Gloria Sorobe. Now, Gloria Sorobe, um, she is a founding member and executive director of Whiphold and the chief executive officer of Whip Capital. She will be chairing that particular fund and will also address companies in distress and uh, the, also looking at claims that can be made and the compensation fund will also be made available to those companies and to those people that need to make claims mm-hmm. during this lockdown. Just a little more on that solidarity fund. Now the president did say that measures are being put in place to mitigate the economic impact that this national lockdown 21 days will have on South Africans. Just going back to that solidarity fund that has been set up, it will be used to combat uh, the spread of COVID-19 and assist with uh, those who are vulnerable to it. And the fund will also be monitored by, uh, which the president said is a reputable team that accounts for every cent that goes into the fund and leaves the fund and provides information on it on the fund's website that Salma did provide the details there. Also mentioned Mentioning a big donation coming through, he says that the Rupert and Oppenheimer family has contributed one billion rand towards that fund so far. And he's encouraging private business uh, uh, sectors as well to come through and uh, just donate to the Solidarity Fund as well. If you want the full speech from the president, the full uh, address that he did uh, to the nation a few minutes ago, it will be up on our Newsbreak Lotus FM page on Facebook and uh, also on our personal pages on Facebook. And you can find that full speech from the president on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the flags that came through, you know, information on that, the president did also say that non-South Africans arriving to South Africa from those high-risk areas will be prohibited. And he said international flights to Lanseria Airport uh, will be cancelled. He also mentioned uh, some urges out going out to South Africans. He did say citizens should avoid panic buying during this time or ahead of the national lockdown that will take place on the 26th midnight on Thursday. He says uh, assisting businesses uh, that may be in distress is one of their priorities when it comes to economic relief and that actions now will have a lasting economic impact and cost to the country. Also, some breaking news coming through. Uh, The Olympic Games is officially postponed. That was meant to take place in uh, Tokyo. It wasn't mentioned by the president, but that's some breaking news coming through. But just to remind you that uh, there is a nationwide lockdown that will take place on the 26th from midnight. That's Thursday until the 16th of April, which will last 21 days. Just to end with what the president had ended with, he said, May God protect our people. Well, that's how we'll end our coverage here on Newsbreak. 
You can tune in tomorrow morning between 6 and 7 a.m. We'll bring you up-to-date coverage and more analysis on this national uh, nationwide lockdown. We'll newsbreak with Matthew Viren 6 to 7 a.m. as well again on the program with myself, Talisha Naidu and Chanel Daniel, 1 to 1.30. But this coverage that we brought you today comes your way courtesy of the team led by our executive producer, Salma Patel, joining me in studio. Thank you very much, Delisha. And as well as Chanel Daniel, who's been manning our social media pages, tweeting live updates uh, and from the president's address as well. You can go to our Twitter handle to just read through some of those tweets. That's at Newsbreak underscore Lotus. Find us also on Facebook, Newsbreak Lotus FM. I'm Talisha Naidu. Have a safe and a blessed evening. And uh, stay tuned again to Newsbreak on Lotus FM tomorrow morning with Matthew Viren. And he'll be bringing us the latest in terms of this uh, nation wide lockdown that's uh, going to be implemented from the 26th until the 16th of April. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.